Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I'm excited. This is... The very end of my day, I'm not sure what time of the day it is for you. Here it is 9.17 p.m. Uh, so this is the last thing I will do before I hop in the shower. Uh, it was an interesting day, productive, um, until I discovered that my home network attached server had been hacked. It had been compromised. All of my files had been encrypted uh, thanks to a handy-dandy feature of that NAS manufacturer that allows you to access it from anywhere in the world with ease. They sell it as a point for customers that should make them excited, but in reality, it gave hackers access to every device in their ecosystem uh, to hackers in the Ukraine. So you definitely made it easy to access from anywhere in the world, uh, even if it wasn't for me or who I delegated that access to. Uh, they took it at their own discretion, uh, thanks to vulnerabilities in their system. So that was a fun day. In the end, luckily had a local hard drive here um, that had 85% of the files on it, or a few hard drives. It was about 85 terabytes, uh, 90, 90 terabytes of videos and, and pictures and stuff from over the years that, that we've done. So luckily, we were good for the most part uh, there. The word of the day uh, is pacing. Uh, I, I say you don't have to do it all today or right now. Uh, Google says about four definitions down to do something at a slow and steady rate or speed in order to avoid overexerting one's self. I just finished up a conversation uh, with a friend and we're talking about hustle culture. You know, it's the, you, you got to work 24 hours a day. You got to get it all done right now. If you don't, you're going to miss out. You're going to be broken. It's your fault. You're not a billionaire. We've all heard it before. There's YouTube stars and influencers whose entire brand is making you hustle. And they'll sell you a book on the hustle. And they'll do a podcast on the hustle. And they don't tell you that the hustle is nothing if it's not paced if it's not paced according to a study at uc berkeley 72 percent of entrepreneurs in the sample self-reported mental health concerns when i think about that i think directly to in parallel uh the conversation on hustle culture 
See, there is a time and a season for everything. We do not have to always be on. We have to know when to unplug, when to turn off, and to know that we can't be moving at the greatest speeds 24-7. See, I've, I've learned something in these years of business. You know, Bledsoe Technologies, which is now the Bledsoe Collective and Flair Partners, was founded in 2012. That makes us 10 years old in that business. That makes my time in business about 11 and a half years and starting the first company that was a businessman's IT solution, my sole proprietorship uh, before I had the attorney. And I think in in the processing of, of what I've learned is I don't want to be the hardest per, the hardest working person in the room. I do not want to be the hardest working person in the room. I want to be the smartest. I want to be the most productive and the most efficient worker in the room. Let me say it one more time for you. I've learned in in 10 years, 11 years, 12 years of business, having generated millions of dollars, hundreds of million dollars of, of incremental new revenue for clients, managing billions of dollars in P&L for our client partners, that I don't want to be the hardest working person in the room. I want to be the smartest. I want to be the most productive and the most efficient. I want for every minute that I work, to be driving revenue 10, 20, 30 times more than if I was just working 24 hour hour days to make a third or a quarter of what smart, efficient, and productive working would do. I'm not the person who at this point at 24 years old can operate at my peak on three hours of sleep. There's no way I can get in the details of, of spreadsheets or get into the details on a strategy with a client or lead a workshop with the right energy on three hours of sleep. Now, there was a time at 11, 12, 13, 14 when I was deep into programming and in my my super tech coding bag that that was reality for me. I was also 10 years younger and maybe 24 makes me old, but those things have changed. What I could do then, I'm not doing now, and it's important that we know what does our body require at this point to operate at my peak. For some, that may be the gym. For some, that may be a healthier diet. That may be more water. That may be more rest. That may be the right desk, the right life, or whatever that thing might be. But it's important that we know at what point does our body operate at our peak, at our prime. That's important. You know, for me, I, I've learned to operate in, in sprints. I think about my day in, in the full context of the 24-hour period that we're given. You know, if I'm going to bed at 11 or 12 at night, I'm getting up at 6 a.m. naturally, letting my body wake up to the heat in my house turning on to my, my blinds opening up automatically to 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 arise, to awake me. I'm, not, I'm, I'm rising to the sun. I'm rising to the heat versus to an alarm clock shaking me out of my bed and traumatically um, scaring me into, you know, being aware of my environment. So I would think about alarms. If you didn't know, 
I'm anti-alarm, you know, use natural signals to do it. Um, but I'd look, I think about the, the day in 24 hour sprints, I'm, you know, going to bed at 11 or 12, getting up at six or so praying, I'm studying, I'm worshiping, I'm reading, I'm showering, I'm eating. I start kind of, you know, and I may go ride my bike outside in the morning and then I'll start around 730, uh, 7:30, 8 o'clock at my computer, you know, working through the agenda for the day, working through strategy that I have to get done, reviewing documents for the day, um, getting emails answered, and then I'll get to my desk around nine o'clock. Really in my desk, I'm in my prime for about two hours. And then at around 11 o'clock, I'll take my first calls throughout the day. And I'll do calls every 30 minutes to an hour from nine o'clock until three or four. I'll finish the day after that. And of course, there's lunch in between. I'll finish the day um, with the work, reviewing, you know, typing documents, reviewing strategies, creating, you know, presentations, and then ending the day with emails. I think about those that day in, in that context, because again, I think about sprints. I want to be able to start that moment with the energy that I've reserved up and think about how much energy this moment is going to require and I'm running for it. I'm sprinting down that that two hours and I'm pacing myself in that sprint versus thinking about the day as a full eight hours I can just run through. No, I'm thinking about how can I break this day up into two, three, four hour segments and sprint through each of them and, and categorize the work and in, in the structure of what's happening so that way I'm in that mindset. So when I'm in meetings, I'm in my meeting mindset. If I'm meeting with clients on Monday, I'm meeting with my internal teams on Tuesday. Whatever that thing might be, thinking about sprints as a way to move through them uh, and pacing my energy and pacing um, the energy and the mental capacity that um, I have in that moment. So plan the phase, sprint within that phase, rest and plan for the next phase. Rest. Rest is the most important thing in the world. I've said it. I'm not operating on three hours. I need from 11 or 12 into six. And I'm going to wake up with that natural, you know, those natural signals, the heat or the sun. If we don't rest, we don't have time to hear from ourselves. I think in one regard, I am the most creative person. I'm the most creative person when I am sleep, to be honest. I wake up with so many ideas. I've processed so much that's happened in that day. And I'll wake up in the middle of the night or in the morning. And I'll, I'll have voice notes, voice notes for me to engage with in the day, voice notes for my my team, voice notes for my partners and clients to, to lean into these creative ideas that come on my mind at night. But also rest allows for our body to talk to our mind about how we're feeling, where we're at, and what we need. And if we don't learn to rest and listen to ourselves, rather it's in the bed sleep or rather it's in the bed sitting or on the couch relaxing or whatever that might be, our mind and our body will stop us and get our attention. You know, I, I think about, I go back in the day to when I was a kid, I would go to wrestling meet, not wrestling meets, uh, track meets. Uh, with my cousin and family, you know, out on, on that track, I'm not going to act like I'm a doctor or I know exactly what's happening, but I know that, you know, between the lack of, you know, the, the overexertion and lack of hydration and sodium and all those things, electrolytes, like at some point you can pull a hamstring or, you know, or get dehydrated or whatever those things might be. And it's the body responding to signals that it had sent and they had not been 
met. And so if we don't take time to rest and hear from ourselves, like literally, physically and mentally, our body, our mind will stop us and get our attention. And rather than slowing down and and taking a beat and getting there within a reasonable time, when our body and our mind stops us to get our attention, we fall way behind that plan and cycle to get to the goals that we had set. So it's important that you learn to rest, recover, and listen to your, your body and your mind or else it'll stop and get your attention. Now, I, I like to believe that I am the king of, of delegation, not for the simple fact of wanting to take things off my plate. It's for two reasons. I'm a believer in building big leaders. I'm a believer in building big people. And so the moment that I discover that someone on my team has the mental capacity to lift bigger weight, I want to give them the things that are on my plate that they can handle and help them build their their skill set in those areas. And while doing so, I'm creating freedom and space for me to elevate the work that I can do. And so again, when I think about this journey in the context of sprints, I can sprint in this, you know, uh, ability to execute, you know, a type of project or a type of task or a level um, or, or element in a scope. And that's great. And now my next sprint is I've identified who on my team can handle that and how can I sprint alongside of them to get them up to speed and pass them the baton so I can work on the next area um, of the business and expand again my capacity and my responsibilities and again, work more efficiently and more productively as a leader. Because as you're operating in any business, there's always going to be growth. There's always going to be new areas that are coming to you. And in order to accept those new areas, you have to pass on either end other things that you were doing or pass on those things to people that are around you. So I believe that delegation is really important into Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Healthily pacing ourselves and operating in sprints and building a big company and building a big team because it requires that we build big people that we identify their capacity, we train them to handle those elements and we build space and greater capacity for us as leaders to move to the next thing. And I spoke about recovery and I I, I believe it's important, all, all of this is important, but in the context of recovery to know what your recovery is, 
you know, earlier I talked about, you know, what does your body need to operate at the peak? Is it the sleep or the food or the gym or the light or the desk or whatever? But on the same, you know, flip of that is what does it take to recover and replenish yourself? Recovery might be sleep. Recovery might be relaxing and watching Netflix, you know, all weekend long. Uh, replenishing, you know, might be that that big crazy meal on Sunday. It may be the vacation. It may be the motorcycle ride or the bike ride. I don't know. For me, it's bicycling, it's motorcycle rides, and it's airplane, you know, flying flying the plane. Those are all spaces that replenish and support my recovery to moving back into those critical spaces of operation on Monday through Friday. I'm I'm gonna say this one. I I, I know everyone isn't gonna like it and isn't gonna agree. And let let me preface it with this. It is incredible that we all can have big dreams. There's power in the tongue and what we speak into, you know, into, into the earth becomes a reality. However, I think it's equally advantageous that we look at the timeline of our goals. We reassess them. And we reset the timeline for some of our goals on an extended timeline. And the reason I say it's important that we reassess and reset our goals on an extended timeline is because sometimes the goals that we've set and the times that, we, that we've set are honestly shooting for the moon and they're not realistic. And I get, you know, shoot for the stars and land on the moon or whatever that, that saying is, but it's also important that we are realistic. You know, I, I think about the stock market and you know how stocks move rapidly based on what you know analysts were expecting or what was projected by the company and then what they actually performed with in that quarter and so i'm thinking you know if a company says we're going to make 100 million this quarter and they come back and make 50 million and then their guidance for the year has to be adjusted radically at that moment the stock tanks and even if they don't adjust their guidance and they miss it by $50 million or 50% of the goal, their stock tanks. And it's important that we understand that we can have big goals and we can shoot for the stars. We can shoot for the moon, but let's align the actual pathway and timeline and the requirements to get there realistically. So if I've not built a spaceship yet or I've not learned rocket science at all, the chances of me getting to the moon this year are unrealistic. But maybe if I plan to achieve my, you know, rocket science master's degree over the next, you know, four, six, eight years of life, that's a realistic goal versus believing that I will myself build a rocket ship and get to Mars in that same timeline. Does that make sense? And so I think when we process the, Blatantly, let, let me say it this way. The amount of grind that it will take to go from being a $60,000 a year or less salary income earner to becoming a $1 million a year revenue generator as an entrepreneur in a year, that grind will kill you. It will kill you. Like, yes, that will happen for some people, but I would say... Let's plan to go from a $60,000 a year salary 
earner to a $75,000 a year, $80,000 a year, $100,000 a year entrepreneur revenue generator, right? Because I think we have to plan realistically. And yes, there are people out there who are going to go make the million in the first year. There are unicorns out there. But it's important that we aren't comparing our journeys to the unicorns or really to anybody. We have to look at our own track record, look at what we've done and what we're doing and model out a pathway. I believe that everyone has success in them if they do the work that it requires. We have to define what success is for ourselves and what that timeline to that success is, right? So if the goal is to make you know $1.2 million in that year, striving for $100,000 a month is the goal. And out of that $100,000 a month, it's driving for $25,000 a week in a four-week month. And out of that, right, like that's how we model, you know, if success at the end of the year is, is 1.2 million, success this month is 100,000, success this week is 250,000, success today is 5,000, and that is the pathway we have to take. And so success really is, I think, you have to put it in the context of time. And so if you want to be a million-dollar a million dollar earner, yeah, this year's great, and that's, a, that's an amazing thing if, if God performs and you can do that. Um, but it's important that we look at the timelines. Okay, great. What can I do realistically this year? Let's be aggressive. We can set a high and a medium and a low goal. Um, but that million dollar goal, let's break that up into some time to get us there in a sustainable way. So if it's 1.2 million, maybe that's not this year. Maybe that is, you know, we'll get there in a few years, but my goal this year is a hundred thousand, hundred twenty thousand, whatever that number might be. And so again, the, the amount of grind that it takes to go from a $60,000 a year salaried income earner to a $1 million a year business owner, you know, with that revenue, that grind will kill you. Let's just make that clear. And let's also clarify, I'm not saying you'll, you'll die. I'm saying that you can, I'm saying that you can be stressed out to the point that you are unhealthy. You are stressed. You are depressed. You are burnt out. You are one of the, what is it? 72% 72% of entrepreneurs in the sample at UC Berkeley that reported mental health concerns. So process and think about, you know, the timeline of your goals. And, th- and this is the, the thing I, I, I'll add to that, to that statement. Some of the happiest, healthiest, most mentally put together people that I know are making a combined income of 120 to $200,000. Combined home household income, meaning that husband and wife Partners are making 60 and 60, 75 and 75, 80 and 60, 90 and 70, whatever that number might be. And there are some of their their healthiest spaces. I think sometimes when we don't have and we've not experienced, we want everything that we've not yet experienced. And so if we've not made more than 65,000 a year as a single person, or we grew up in a household with a single mom making less than 40, we don't realize that, oh, if I had made 200,000, if I made 100,000, if I was married and we both made 200,000, we'd be in a really good space. And so because we've not experienced it, the the goals that we set sometimes like are super far out because we think that's what it takes often following social media trends and what the internet tells us success is and what being rich is and all of these things that come with living in a comparative society that's connected and always on so my final point and i'll be done with today is therapy is fine 
Therapy is key. Therapy is life changing. It is life saving. I love therapy. I love having the conversations with people who give you a safe space to think and process and be challenged and to be guided and to be advised. Therapy in your personal life, therapy in business, therapy in relationships, all of these areas benefit tremendously with having and being a part of an ongoing process and in, in, in relationship with a therapist. And so I encourage everyone, if you've not yet experienced a therapist in your community, someone who really is challenging you, someone who is really guiding you, uh, that is important. And I'll be honest, there are seasons to be in therapy to not be in therapy, but there's also seasons where you outgrow your therapist. That therapist you had at 16 may not be your therapist at 32. Honestly, I hope they are not your therapist at 32. Um, it's a person that grows with you and grows away from you. And it's important that we know when we're being impacted and helped uh, versus when we are very, being very stagnant in that therapy relationship. Well, family, thank you so much for tuning in to this conversation. You know, this was not the plan at all. Uh, I had no intentions of recording this podcast tonight, but here we are. It was a dialogue that I just had about, you know, pacing and hustle culture and how to build the business and build the dreams in a healthy way. And I thought that this was a conversation that I could bring quickly to you all um, on the podcast. So you know where to find me on social, Jalen Bledsoe, uh, at the Jalen Bledsoe on TikTok. Uh, you can email me at digital at jalenbledsoe.com with any questions, ideas on next podcast episodes or topics that you want to see covered, questions that you need answered, um, and advice that you need given. And of course, you know, I am the managing director here at Flair Partners. Uh, we're a, a leading, a global um, team of experts in the areas of IT, marketing, communications, uh, as well as management operations, supporting some of your favorite Fortune 500 public-private organizations, uh, nonprofits, celebrities, and all of those things. And if you're ever in need of a coach, if you're a business owner in between the $500,000 and $5 million revenue stage, we have a new program for you, the Founder Circle Academy. Uh, learn more about it at flarepartners.com. Click schedule a consultation. Let's talk about your goals and your business. Uh, until the next time, have a good one.